Thanks for tuning in to the John Papaloni Show. Today, I have Rebecca Beaton. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. So, you've listened to my podcast before, so you always know that I start off with a biography of who you are, what what you do, and how you got there. Okay. Yes, I'm familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I work as a career coach. I help people. I have my own business. I help people who are dissatisfied with their work get clear on what it is they want to do and transition into building their dream career. I've been doing it for over eight years now and started my business back in 2013 while I was on a road trip because I wanted to build a location independent business. That didn't work well. Uh, and here I am today, currently in Mexico. Now I am location independent uh, and helping people to build their dream careers. Wonderful. So again, you, you know, like, you kind of help people build their dream careers, which is amazing. I mean, obviously, like, you know, when you were five years old, six years old, seven years old, 10 years old, I'm sure you didn't wake up and say, hey, I don't want to be a doctor. I don't want to be a lawyer. I don't want to be an accountant. I want to be a career coach, right? Like, <laughs> Just like nobody wakes up and says, I want to be a realtor. It's sort of something that just happens, right? Like, so where I'm going yeah. with this is like, you got the whole go to school, get a good education so you can get a good job. We all got that. We all, and then we came to reality. Not to saying mm-hmm. that school is a bad thing. Let's be clear. School is a good thing, depending on what you want to do. But mm-hmm. where I'm going with this is growing up, what did you see yourself doing? Uh, I saw myself doing lots of things. I saw myself being a teacher. I saw myself being, I wanted to be a plumber. I also really wanted to be a truck driver because truck drivers get to move around and travel a lot. And that was appealing to me. Um, Plumber, I wanted to, because it was, I was saw I could have my own business that way. Um, Teacher, because I like teaching, facilitating. So it's actually really interesting looking back on that and seeing those parts that are in my work today. Yeah, yeah. Dig into that if you don't mind. Uh, so dig into how what I see said? those in my work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like how, yeah. how did all those, uh, you know, lead up to helping you today? Mm. Um, well, I would say more what led me to where I am today <laughs> is the actual jobs that I did have which was over 30 different jobs before I turned 30. It was actually 34 jobs, (laughs) which is crazy. I started working as soon as I was legal. uh, And even before that, kind of doing stuff, selling things here and there. Uh, And I could never, I was always really good at getting jobs, but I could never figure out what it was I wanted to do. And that is the piece that tormented me. And especially as I got older and into my 20s, not knowing what I wanted to do, kind of just bumming around, trying to sell stuff here and there uh, when my family and lots of people around me were like, go get a real job. You have a degree now. Like, <laughs> Go do something. And I didn't, I didn't want to just go get a master's. I almost went to a master's program. I was accepted into one and then decided the last minute not to go. And so it was just this confusion that ate me up inside uh, that led me to eventually come across life coaching, which then I realized met a lot of the things I wanted to do in terms of helping people, having my own business, being location independent, and that I could also help people with this clarity piece around their career, which I'd struggled with my entire adult existence (laughs) right 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 well that's the thing right like look you're you said you're in mexico now right Mm -hmm. which is phenomenal it's amazing that we can do that in 2022 yeah right so like i mean look let's be honest right technology is why we have so many options where i i mean i'm guessing that um Growing up, technology wasn't like this. It wasn't this big. It didn't have the same opportunities. You could have never dreamt doing this, you know, growing up. 
or somewhere along the line, this uh, technology thing came along, this whole dot-com business came along, where everyone thought that the internet was going to crash, and uh, here we are in 2022, no crashes, and in fact, mm -hmm. just progress. Yeah, Which we absolutely couldn't have predicted where we are today. And it's funny, as you're talking, I was thinking about my grandma, who absolutely cannot understand what I do, and she tries, <laughs> but she can't understand how I'm in Mexico and I'm making money. Like it just, there's, there's no connection there. Yeah. And it's also interesting to think of, I love that point of when we were kids, we didn't know these jobs would have existed. So like also today, that's the thing to think about in our career of what jobs are going to exist five, 10, 20 years from now. I've read stats that um, speak to as high as 80% of jobs that exist in the future do not yet exist today. So that, go ahead, go yeah. ahead. Then. Yeah, there's just, there's like crazy predictions about how fast everything is going to be changing over the next five to 20 years. Exactly. And that's what I wanted to dig into here. Now, let, let's be honest, look at retail stores. There's self, you know, self-checkouts popping up everywhere right like now i thought this was going to be our future even long before this pandemic and all this troubles we went through i thought this was going to be our future anyways i did not expect that by 2022 right i mm -hmm. thought that was something up in the future now i think when we went through this lockdown and then we reopened and go back to lockdown what ended up happening is it made people rethink their whole life not just employees but employers as well so they started looking at the reopen and half the people found new jobs because they weren't going to sit around waiting. Um, and the other half, you know, and then the other half is a mixture of people who want to come back to work and make sure people don't want to go back to work, make sure people are unsure. And next thing you know, you're operating shorthanded all the time. Customers, mm -hmm. you know, customers can be, I would say maybe understanding in the short term, but after a couple of times, they're annoyed regardless. So mm -hmm. what ends up happening is now you got to solve this problem. How do you solve it? You can find more people, but there's more strain out there because let's be honest, there's more opportunities out there. People are now chasing their dreams. So AI comes into play and these self checkouts allow them to have less people in the store. So now their shortened staff went from I'm short to I have enough. So that's kind of how they've been combating this. So I don't think COVID ruined employment. I think it fast forwarded the future in turbo. Yeah. It shifted it, employment. It yeah, exactly. It shifted employment, like employment itself. And also what day-to-day -day employment looks like for a lot of people in terms of working from home and remote. Right. Yeah. Which, which is going back to what I was saying in terms of how, you know, I mean like that, that it's changed the trajectory. It's changed everything and you could have never predicted this. And, and mm -hmm. that's an awesome example of a job that won't exist. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, you can't, I can't see it lasting when you have robots doing it. No. Yeah. Well, and they're even in grocery stores. What's the next thing going to be where they're not even going to have checkout? at yeah. all it's just going to be all automated in those amazon stores where you put something in your basket it registers on your phone and then you get when you leave the store it automatically checks out on your credit card and you don't even have to interact with anyone so yeah there's huge shifts in technology that are causing shifts in work and that's only going to get faster and faster and faster exactly like look there's a store in toronto i believe it was and, and I know they're in the States where I can't remember if it was a Whole Foods or it was one of these uh, premium stores where you get in through your app on a phone. It detects your phone, lets you in, mm -hmm. you put everything into a cart, and then you don't even go to the cash register because it's tied into your app. Yeah, you that's what I was talking about, referring to. Like yeah, yeah, place. yeah. And then exactly. you walk out and it just zaps your credit card. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> There's, and there's, this, there's like, I don't know if we want to go into this whole conversation of like the challenges that come with this and the sure. opportunities. Uh, it's really interesting to think about. Uh, and so a lot of the, you know, where there will be jobs, I can even speak to that, where there will be jobs and where there, there's less likely to be jobs and where we're losing jobs um, is 
of course, I guess, kind of obvious is like more repetitive task based things that AI and machines can come in and do. Uh, so anything kind of using the lower faculties of our mind, uh, those are the jobs that are going first. Like even the, the burger flipper, the, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> uh, the automated burger flipper, and right? So anything using more our human brain, we still have the, or the higher faculties of our human brain, we still have the advantage over AI at this point. Yes, exactly. So creative, creativity, strategy, relationship building, empathy, communication, uh, analytical skills, create creative problem solving, really. Yeah. Yeah. Is where we want to be focusing on building our skill set for the future so that we can stay stay employed. But there's gonna be lots of people that aren't are losing out on employment who are and will be losing out on employment uh, because they don't have those higher level skills. Maybe they are immigrants. Maybe they uh, didn't get a higher level education. And that's a right. huge problem we're probably going to face. Right. Well, here's the thing, right? This is what it comes down to is you always have to be growing. People look out there and say they want to invest in a bunch of stuff. And, you know, and you talk about Bitcoin, you talk about uh, stocks, you talk about mutual funds, uh, mm -hmm. even real estate. And they forget that they have to invest in the number one thing, which is going to be more important than any of that. Because if you don't invest in the number one thing, everything else is just a downhill road. And that is investing in yourself. You know, mm -hmm. you're either growing or dying. You're not mm -hmm. staying the same. And too many of us are so used to being comfortable, not wanting to change, wanting to stay where we are, not growing. Life, you mm -hmm. grow or you die, and that's it. Eventually, we all die, but that's at the end. But most mm -hmm. times, some people die, you know, I would say spiritually before they even get to the end because mm -hmm. they just stop growing. They just stand there yeah. and they start feeling defeated and they do nothing about it. So mm -hmm. jobs are not disappearing. They're changing. And I think that's where the misconception is. Everyone says jobs are being slaughtered by robots. They're, uh, you know, the government's ruining us and blah, blah, blah. Right. And the reality is the job just changed. Let's look at it. Okay. A robot is checking out. Uh, it, 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 you're checking out with robots, you know, when you, when you go to a store. So the cashier is gone, but you need someone to fix the robot. You need someone mm -hmm. to maintain the robot. Yeah. So and there's that huge gap in education. Yes. That's the challenge, right? Where we might end up uh, having a specialized person, an engineer in robotics that we are um, sponsoring to come to our country from another country because we don't have that. And then so the person who was the cashier, because there aren't, a lot right now there aren't a lot of great transition programs and our government in Canada isn't doing a ton they're doing some stuff but they're not doing a ton yet to like support that gap and help people level up when it comes to their learning so those people do end up in theory not without jobs right but that's the thing it's also a person has got to take their own uh, accountability and their own you know responsibility and do something about it there's options out there it may not be mm -hmm. something you like but there is mm -hmm. options and again maybe it's time just for a career shift maybe mm -hmm. there's other opportunities right like even now look look what happened with uber right when uh, with the taxis when uber mm -hmm. came around uh, it was an uproar but now mm -hmm. you don't hear about taxis complaining. You don't hear about taxis much at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, still well, around. we have no choice but to adapt. Yeah, it's the change that's going to come. And also, I believe we, like, as a government, should do as much as possible to support people and these changes and support them in getting more education. But you're also right. There's lots that people can do as individuals because there's never been more free education online. Uh, there's so many ways that you can build experience in a new field by taking on free projects, for example, like you don't necessarily need to go get a four year degree because a lot of, hiring is shifting it's still shifting it depends on the field but it's shifting more to experience can you show us what you can do rather than 
just a degree. Yes. So say someone was working as a cashier and they lost their job. They could go online and take some courses in coding. They could learn, you could learn online how to code for free, get some See? books, and then you could take on some free projects, build some websites or, you know, whatever it is you want to do. And then you have that portfolio, then you can start getting hired or you can do freelance work. So, I mean, it's easier said than done, but there is that avenue available with um, what MOOCs they're called, the free, right, I right. can't remember what they stand for, but like all the free online courses or even cheap courses that you can get online. So if you are self-driven, then you can, you can make all kinds of things happen. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's my point though. The point is that there's options. And now here's another point. Like if you're a cashier and you're listening to this, the writing is on the wall. If you wait five, 10 years and then say, my job's gone. I don't, I don't know what happened. That's on you. The writing is on the wall. Take the time while you have income now so you can prepare yourself for the next step. At least this way you're doing it while you still have income and you're doing your learning on the side. So therefore, when you need to make the transition, you'll be ready. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's just a point of view. Gotta prepare. Yeah, like it's the reality of today's world that things change fast and we need to, you're absolutely right, we need to adapt and we need to keep learning. We need to keep growing and learning new skills. And that is probably the most important thing. And the only thing we can count on in today's world of work is, is change. Right. And that wasn't true in the past. So this is like a new thing we all have to kind of get used to <laughs> because this isn't the way it's been for humans for a lot of history. Yeah. A lot of right. history things just stayed the same. You right. Know, this change happened over many generations. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Not right. in half a generation, not in three years, two years, like a pandemic, right? It's true. And that's the thing. You know, chaos causes uh, change, uh, you know, rapid change, not just change. Yes. So. Yes. But that's the thing, right? Yeah. So my parents grew up in the area. You went to a job, you stay there for 30 years, you, you retire, you get a pension and move on. Yeah. Totally. Um, we're in a different era. And that's what. That's what is passed on. It's so interesting with the work that I do because that is the wisdom that's passed on naturally. And it doesn't align with the reality of today's world of work and the economy and the disruption that comes with technology. There's a disconnect between what people are thinking careers should look like. Like this one train track, I use this analogy. So there's a train track career. So you, you know exactly what steps you're taking. You have the whole thing mapped out and you know the destination, which is usually retirement. And it's some kind of progression in income and uh, title as you go along. That's a train track career. That's old school, <laughs> traditional. Some careers yeah. are still like that. Um, the modern day career looks more like a sailboat. So a sailboat is has compass, has a like a direction in mind, but it's pivoting a lot and it's taking different routes depending on the tides and the winds and the changes in weather and all the, th all the things and the direction might change. You might change course, you might pivot. And so it's very, very different than what most of us grew up believing a career looks like. For sure. Now, yeah. with that being said, so you recognize all this, which is fantastic. So when someone approaches you and they're like, okay, I think I'm getting laid off or even if I'm not, I need a switch. I'm not sure what I want to switch to, but I need to change and I need help. What would you say to that person? Uh, well, I would say let's have a bigger conversation. <laughs> uh, but I think what you're asking is, okay, where would you get started? So a lot of people, when they don't know what it is they want to do, they go directly to online job postings, which is pretty much the worst thing you can do. <laughs> I am yet to meet someone who has done that and walks away feeling good. Usually people do that and they're like, I'm not qualified for anything. Everything out there sucks and underpays. There's nothing I want to do. Oh my God, I'm stuck. So don't look at online job postings and what you want to do before you look at what you want to do. You want to actually step back and look at, what are your strengths? 
that you have that you're good at? What are the things you're naturally good at? What are the skills you have that you want to be using? Like when you're using those skills, you're engaged, you're in flow, or um, you're feeling, you know, on point when you're using those skills. Uh, and then also looking at what drives you, like as a human, what drives you? And most people can't answer that question unless they've really spent some time with it. Uh, and there's various ways that you can do that, but like getting a sense of I'm driven and this is usually based around like how you want to help or serve in some way. Do you know when I say that, like, do you know what drives you, John? What drives me? Hmm. Yeah. That's a good question. Right. Um, for me, it's, I would say it's changed over the years, right? Like it's mm -hmm. not all the same things Yeah, and we adapt and I adapt and I grow. Um, I'm a person, um, like prime example, I, I'm, I'm a deal maker. You know what I mean? Like I, I thrive in negotiations. I sit there and I get all wired and ready to go and all excited. And I just light up like a Christmas tree. Uh, right. So what, do you, it's what do you love? What do you love about negotiations? Besides winning? <laughs> <laughs> um no, I just love the adrenaline that comes with it and going back and forth. And you know what I mean? Like it's trying to find that win-win for everybody. I mean, I make the jokes about winning and too many people out there think that negotiation is about uh, hammering your opponent and knocking him down. But that's not it at all. Like uh, the best negotiator has a way of getting most of what they want and still having the other person feel accomplished. Yes. Okay. So you're all about negotiation and creating win-win situations. For yeah. I, the art of the deal literally explains everything to me. I like, and, and that's one of the things that thrived me into entrepreneurship because, and, and this is the problem. Once I become successful, I get very, very bored. Um, mm -hmm. I don't need to actually finish the project to be done with it. I could, I just mm -hmm. need to know that I was right. And once I know that I was right and I, and I, and I could accomplish what I uh, want, set out to do, well, unless I create another goal, I'm very bored and I want out. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I just, you know, I don't do things. So you're a creator and builder. Yeah. Yes. You're driven yes, yes. by that as well. Creating or, or as they say, I'm a practitioner, right? So it's like, I just, I know what works and I know, I know what I'm bad at. You know, and this is what I always tell people. Don't focus on what you're bad at. Don't try to make what you're bad at good. Yeah. Get rid of what you're bad at. Delegate it. Yeah. <laughs> and become the best at what you're good at. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 100%. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. So really like getting clear on that stuff, like all that stuff you're just talking about uh, that drives you and like get getting clear on that stuff and that, you know, other stuff is important to you if you want to look at like salary or um the kind of hours or lifestyle like that stuff's important to you but the core of it is when you step back it's what drives you are you driven by the work uh are you connected to it does it feel meaningful to you that you're not wasting your time right and are you using your strengths and skills because that's when you're contributing the most and you're um most likely enjoying what you're doing and feeling engaged Absolutely. So looking at that stuff, and then you look at what you want to do. Yeah. Then that you makes come up with sense. ideas, and you don't go to job postings still. Just come up with ideas, talk to other people, um, share what you know you are good at and what drives you, and brainstorm ideas with other people, or look at people on LinkedIn, search people on LinkedIn with using keywords of that are related to something you might want to do. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Explain that a little bit more. Sure. Uh, yeah. So LinkedIn is an awesome research tool, uh, but you want to use it not for job postings. I'm going to really emphasize that point. Uh, you want to use it to do research and you can learn so much of what is out there. This is a big thing that I hear a lot is, well, I don't even know everything that's out there. So how can I possibly decide? And we're never going to know everything that's out there, but we can learn more through LinkedIn. So if you have, for example, an interest, uh, let's say you're really into, you love dogs, okay? Mm -hmm. Then maybe you want to think of some industries 
that are related to dogs. Like maybe it's a pet store or dog training. You can type that into the search bar on LinkedIn and see what comes up in terms of companies and people. So look at people who are working in those areas. What are they doing? What kinds of jobs are there that maybe align with your strengths and skills? Uh, and then what are the companies? Look at the companies and see which companies you'd be interested in potentially working at. Because from there, that's those 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 are the places you're going to want to you're going to want to network. If you find a company you want to work at, then you want to start building out relationships there strategically. Which see, is a whole well, other said, thing. You said a key <laughs> word there: building relationships. And that's something I found in 2022, people don't really understand that. Everybody's looking for what I call the Instagram, which is like instant gratification, right? They just want to pick up the phone, make the phone call or send out the email. I didn't want to make a phone call. Who am I kidding? They want to text or send an email and have the result. Or just fill out the online job application and sit there. And I can't tell you how many times very qualified people have come to me and been like, so depressed and discouraged because they've been applying to jobs for three months and they haven't heard a single thing back. And then I ask, what's been your strategy? Every time, oh, I apply to online job postings. I'm like, well, that's why. Because the majority of people are applying to these online job postings, whereas a lot of jobs aren't even posted online. That That's so true. That's true. It's a, it, the numbers don't work in your favor. And it's really, really hard to get a call back from a job posting these days because they're getting so many applicants. Yeah, absolutely. See, here's something that somebody told me once, and I want your take on it. When, uh, if you're searching for a job or you're searching for some, even to do a contract, like if you're trying to uh, pitch a company, find out who the top person in charge in that company is, like for that department get in contact with them, like connect with them, whether it's through LinkedIn or whatever. And then even just ask if you can ask them a few questions about the company, see what they like about the business, see what they don't like about it, where their challenges are. Um, and it's not necessarily just for the negative, but you're getting information out of them. So if you find, for example, you find that the biggest problem they have is from processing an order and receiving the uh, product, as an example, you found a pain point. So maybe you can use that strategy and you can tell them, show them how you can help them bridge the gap between that. And that's why they should hire you. And sometimes that could be the difference between picking Bob or you. Yes. Yeah. That's a great strategy. Yeah. There's lots of different strategies. You just need to find some way to stand out. So definitely building a connection and exactly the method you you said there, John, is you approach building a connection as, hey, I want to learn about you or your company. Can I ask you some questions? And getting curious and maybe seeking their advice. And then absolutely, yeah, that's one method you can use is the um, figuring out a challenge that they have and then contributing some ideas to how you would solve it. Uh, you could also just have built a relationship with someone. So when a job posting does come up, you can get referred in. So that will get your resume to the top of the pile. Anytime rule of thumb, if you are applying to an online job posting, you need to be doing something to stand out. So you don't even need to build a connection with the person who is the head of the department. It could just be someone in the department who's like, Hey, I know this person. They're awesome. You also can take this approach too. If you if you build a relationship with someone, you have a conversation, you learn about them and what they do. It sounds like the company's awesome. You really want to work there. If the if you're having good rapport with them, um, and it feels right, you can even ask. You know, what would it take to explore working at this company? And ask that question. And that's how sometimes new jobs are created for people, right? Right. Uh, so there's definitely a lot, a few strategies that you can use to like network, going from gathering information from the person, learning from them, and then making that jump to actually getting a job. Yeah. yeah. Like what a different world, right? Like I, I, again, when I grew up, you sent out an application. If they like what they saw, they called. If they don't, they don't. And yeah. again, there's a, just another example of how change happens. Yeah. 
Sorry, my Bluetooth just disconnected. I'm going to pair it again here. No worries. No worries. So, yeah, like, I'm, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that. All good. All good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was saying it's just another uh, example of how things have changed, right? Like, mm. how, you know, we have to adapt because when I send out, you know, growing up, sending out an application, it was all you needed. You didn't even need a resume. You know, just not, you just fill out the application. Usually, just by showing up, talking to the person while you're there, you kind of knew whether you're getting the job or not, yeah. right? Now yeah. today, look at it. You're sending out applications. And, well, applications, what are those? Um, yeah. Now you're sending out resumes. And like, okay, one of the million. Um, what else? What else you got? It's like, what else you want? Well, <laughs> it's yeah, the, uh, it's um, a totally different world. And it's a lot more work. Sorry, I just have to readjust here. Uh, it's, it is a lot more work. Like I hear a lot of people being really resistant to, oh, I have to have my LinkedIn profile and my resume, and then I have to network and, oh, I'm a terrible networker and I hate schmoozing, right? There's all these things that come up. And I always just like to emphasize that all of these things are skills that we can learn. And once you put in like dedicate that time to learning this stuff, it will serve you for the rest of your career. And it's how you build stability in today's world. Like we were talking about how things change so quickly. If you know how to communicate about who you are, the value you bring, you have a good LinkedIn profile, you know how to uh, strategically network and have conversations with people that can land you opportunities, you have job security. <laughs> yeah, and yeah you, you you don't um you don't need to worry about having having a job because you know how to go and get one when you need or want to right now like you said you've been through 30 jobs right like there you go <laughs> <laughs> now how long did it take you on average to figure out you weren't uh weren't the right fit or it wasn't the right fit for you like at what point what made you decide that okay i'm not sticking to this it's time to job hop or it's time to change or nope can't do this like mm -hmm. i'm sure it's going to vary between company to company to company but i'm willing to bet that even though the time frame might vary that feeling that you get was sort of repeatable in a way like you sort of mm -hmm. get that same gut oh feeling yeah like yeah Everything was I'm just as you're asking that I'm running through different things in my mind and everything was so different. Yeah, there's some that I, there's one place I did stay. Um, often I was doing multiple things at once, so there was overlap as well. Uh, there was a nonprofit I was working with for probably four or five years. Um, but yeah, I would always. I always knew I got the gut feeling when it was time to go and I would usually just quit without knowing what I was going to do next. And I'd get this little high off of it. <laughs> yeah, accomplishment. I get this little high from putting a job and I, but I always knew how to get a new job because even though I, I actually wasn't taught this stuff, but I just knew to start having conversations with people that I knew I got into networking in university because I was really involved in uh, environmental stuff. And I became one of like the leaders of climate change activism on the campus of the university I went to. And so I really like just got to know so many people that way. And then I just kind of through like having interests and being involved in things, I always had a big network. So whenever I didn't have work, I'd just like email someone or sit down and have a coffee with someone. And then I'd get work right away again. See, you brought yeah. up another point here. I always say your network equals your net worth. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's never just about the cash because you brought up a point you left something you needed to find something now maybe looking for it wasn't bringing you the results you wanted so you found a different path and walked through your net work and how had you not put in the energy to build that network and to keep in touch and to keep you know in the loop all the time should i say or you know be active in building that network mm -hmm. your outcome would have been different yeah 
Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't intentional. It was just, I was passionate about the environment and then I was passionate about other causes or like political things. And so I just naturally had, you know, people in my network that way. Yeah. But that can be something that you do intentionally as well. Uh, and, you know, even having like one coffee, I'm doing this because it's probably virtual, but like one coffee meetup a month or something with someone uh, just to keep in touch. Absolutely. Now, look, let, let's be honest, right? If you're a coffee lover and you like coffee, you're going for coffee anyways. So why not use Instead of going for coffee by yourself, why not use that as an opportunity to network with someone and maybe have a coffee with someone else? It can be more interesting than yeah. staring at the walls. Right. So, yeah. And there, yeah. Like, and there doesn't always have to be a purpose to it. Like I have, yes, like other business, business friends who sometimes I'll just meet and have a chat with. And sometimes we talk about an idea about something or bounce ideas or something we might like to do together one day, or we send, we end up sending someone to the other person or whatever, but there's no, sometimes nothing comes out of it. It's just like, Oh, that was just a, conversation right uh but yeah it's just i agree with you like it can feel like because it's not one of those things where it's like do this to like do y to get x result right right (laughs) it's more open-ended and people a lot of people i know have this fear of like wasting time and what if it's not productive and um but that is part of it but this is the other thing right You you brought up a great point right there right because the whole point of building a network is because you're trying to build a group of people that you care about and they care about you like i mean you want to go to your mom and say oh mom you don't do anything for me anymore because now i'm I'm a grown adult i don't need you anymore why are you calling me right so why would it change with anybody else you know what i mean like you, you do things based on building relationships and you and you want to you know, like you're looking, you got to look at it long term. Like you said, sometimes there's something they can do for you. Sometimes there's something you can do for them. And sometimes you're just talking because you're taking interest. Yeah. And right? it's, it's, it's like eventually you become friends. You're, you're and that's friends. the way I'm, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's exactly yeah. the way I look at it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it, it doesn't have to be something complicated. And now that's become yeah. a pet peeve of mine when you get somebody who uh, messages you. And you can always tell the people with the agendas, like the one that have no interest in you and always come up with stupid comments and stupid requests. And and they're genuinely shocked when you have no interest, you know, (laughs) like, uh, like the whole person connects to you and you're looking at them and you read their message when they connect with you. I'm going to use LinkedIn and Mm -hmm. they'll connect with me on LinkedIn as an example message. Hey, I came across your profile. It looks really interesting. I saw your podcast. It is so good. And I think that you produce, you're producing really good things for others. And, uh, I thought it would be a good idea for us to connect. And I'm sitting there going, you're laying that way too thick. And I, and I will say, how much do you want to bet the minute I hit accept? Within 24 hours of me accepting this, I'm going to have an inbox message with some stupid message of how their product can help my clients. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know yeah. What I, mean? like, I get and those I, too. And it'll usually be, I'll look at the, their title and it'll usually be someone who helps coaches. Make yeah, yeah, money. yeah. Yeah. I've had a very variety of them. Mortgage brokers, home inspectors, uh, mm. whatever. Right? Like there's been so many of those. Right. And I remember one guy was trying so hard to sell me. And then eventually I had it because he sent me like 11 messages, mm. you know, over and over and over. Right? And just I had it. And I said, and I said, look, I'm going to be frank with you. I go, you don't need to sell me anything. What you need to do is find, find someone to help you learn how to sell. Yeah. I go, if you want, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and I said, if you want yeah. someone to teach you sales, well, let's have a conversation. You know, yeah. the guy was willing to pay me to teach him sales. Good for him. It wasn't my intent. Like my intent, I'm just telling him, you need a sales coach. Yeah. This is not the way to yeah. do it. But he yeah. was willing to pay me for it. I was like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, but cool. like, definitely that, yeah. that's not Maybe the approach. Maybe he didn't even know that was a thing that was out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have an example of someone who actually did it really well. 
because I so many people do it bad. And I had this friend from high school who was on my Facebook and I hadn't talked to her for whatever, 15 years. And she started engaging on my Facebook back when I used to post more stuff on it. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, she started engaging and leaving like really nice comments, like thoughtful comments and like sharing some of my stuff. And this went on for about at least three months, but I want to say almost like six months. And right, it was right. lovely. She like helped more people see my posts, like really contributed, nice, thoughtful comments, complimented me, made me feel good. And then I got a message from her after this long period of time, just letting me know what she was up to and that she thinks uh, she, she was like commenting on my skin and then had some skincare product to sell me. And at that point, she had invested so much She'd given me so much by like all that she commented on that I was like, I didn't buy from her, but it didn't feel sleazy. I was like, I am happy to like consider this and nice to hear from you. And, you know, but like that investment of time is huge when you're selling. Right. Right. And that's what I always believe. Like you got to provide value out there. And I've, you know what I mean? And that's what it is. Like you're, prov she's providing value through education, value through communication, value through showing interest. You got to give to get, you know what I mean? There's none of this taken. There's too many people out there today that the minute they open up their mouth, they're saying all kinds of words, but the only thing it sounds like is I, 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 it's ridiculous, yeah, right? Now, yeah. if I say that to somebody, everybody laughs, right? Well, if you're laughing, then why do you do it? Yeah. Yeah, right? like, yeah. I mean, I usually think, assume those are the people who are kind of newer to sales because eventually you realize that doesn't work and then you hire someone maybe like you to help with sales. <laughs> Not really, eh? Like, but, but that's the yeah. thing, right? Like, look, I'm a real estate agent. And you know what? You've gone through a few of my podcasts to preview it. I'm willing to bet not one of the episodes you've listened to or watched did I ever mention that I was a real estate agent yet. Most people who I'm connected with know I'm a real estate agent. Yeah. So how could they know that if I never talk about it? Because when you take interest in people, they took a, they poke around to see what you're doing. And then just by natural default, you'll come across things and go, okay, now that this makes sense mm -hmm. and they'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. But when you're in their face and you're trying to force feed them, they don't mm -hmm. want to know. They don't care what you do. Mm -hmm. They just want you to stop bothering them. Yes. Yes. It never works. Right. Yeah. And that's why take interest in others. They'll take interest in you and you won't mm -hmm. have to tell them what to do. They will already know. Yeah. And like, I just keep thinking like you are slow down because <laughs> the, the, right. The pushing sale or the wanting to like say what you talk about you. It's like, cause you want to get to the result you want fast. But if you, it's almost like sustainability, um, long lasting, um, consistent growth and customers and all that is coming from just slowing down, have a yeah. long conversation. A lot of the time clients work with me, um, for six months, a lot of the time we'll have an initial conversation that's like 30, 45 minutes. And then they need to, I'll tell them the, like how much it costs and all that. And then we'll have another conversation a week later. And so, and, and they've already maybe been following me online for a year. <laughs> right. So it's exactly. like this long process of, you don't, you don't just tell someone what you do um, and they buy from you usually. No, exactly. You're and right. Same with job search. Yeah. It's yeah, job exactly. search. It's a process. You don't just like tell someone you need a job and get a job or send in an online application like you used to be able to do or send in an application and get a job. <laughs> it's very <laughs> rare. Very rare. And you're right. A hundred percent. So, you know what I mean? Like, and at least not if you don't want, at least it doesn't work if you're trying to find something of any substance and value. Yeah. Something ideal that exactly. Yeah. Right. So, which brings me up to my next point, right? Like, how did you know that you were exactly where you wanted to be? Like, I believe we go in life constantly searching for stuff, but sooner or later, and this can happen more than once in life, mm -hmm. but sooner or later, we find that moment where we go, aha, I did it. 
I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm happy I'm here. And I'm starting to feel like this is a good thing. I'm, I'm getting what I want. I'm feeling that moment of success. But of course, when even when you're successful, you always have that doubt going, is this really working? Is this what I really want? But at least you're starting to feel like it's succeeding. Yeah. And you have that aha moment. What was your aha moment? I, I like that you recognize the self-doubt that's there almost all the time of, is this working? Is this what I want to be doing? Um, However, I would guess that, yeah, that definitely did go away at a point for me. So, um, and not to say it doesn't come back and visit me <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> uh, but definitely I, it was when my business started to become successful. Like, I, and it took me a long time because I started my business when I was pretty young. Uh, I think I was 25, 24. So I didn't, I, I didn't have like a ton of life experience under my belt. Um, and so it did take my business five years until I could make a full-time living off of it. And then I think it was probably six at the six year mark or seven year mark. I can't remember where I hit the hundred K mark, which was like, that had been the goal for a long time, but I think it was really having that feeling that my business was consistent um right. where i was like okay yes this is gonna work now i knew it was what i wanted to do for a long time but i didn't know if it was gonna work <laughs> yeah, for about yeah five years and then it was a couple years of being consistent uh like really consistent where i was like oh this is solid now you mean yeah. to tell me you just didn't post you know three different images on instagram with the word call me and then people just called you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. how many times have you heard that? <laughs> oh my gosh, it takes so much work. It takes yeah. so much work. And yeah, five years doesn't have to take five years, but average is the average, right? Is three to five years to get your business to a place where it feels sustainable. And that whole time, I, I didn't know if it was, if I was going to have a successful business. That was hard. Yeah, of <laughs> course. It's always hard and it continues to be hard, but that's what makes it worth it when things work. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you went through the imposter syndrome going, even when things start becoming successful and you go, really, this is me, you know, like, how's this possible? You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was expecting and imposter it to work, syndrome, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, syndrome uh, comes to this day. It's so much less than it used to be, but it comes to this day. And I started moving into group programs over the last year. So that's been a new skill set to learn and a whole different way of doing things than one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I've definitely had that imposter syndrome come again. And I think like as I keep growing and expanding, uh that'll happen again. Like I invested $70,000 in my business last year just to grow it. And I haven't seen the returns on it yet. And I, I'm quite confident I will. I mean, who knows the future for Absolutely. sure, but the, the, the cards are there that I will, but it's still like, again, almost in like that new phase of business. You're like, I don't know what's going to happen here. <laughs> and that and uncertainty I, that comes with. Yes. It. Yes. There's absolutely. never a destination. I, that's one thing. Like there's never a destination in, in career, especially business, but in, in career. It's right. like well, it's about, it, it, sailboat changing, yeah. pivoting. Yeah. Well, it's about the process and that's what people forget. Everybody wants to get to the end zone. And I'm saying you can't get to the end zone if you don't enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause let's be honest. If you want the ultimate end zone, we're in the grave. There's our end zone. You really want yeah. to be there? You know what I mean? Like, are you enjoying being in the end zone for what? Like a day, max a week. And then right. you're like, okay, what's next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause you get to that end zone and you get there and you're, and you're like feeling this high as I want to call it for about yeah. a week, like you said. And then you're like, okay, done that. Been there. Now what? Right yeah. now I'm bored. Yeah. Right. Like, mm -hmm. look, look at the pandemic. Everything closed down now for the first month. Well, the first week is like, holy crap, what now? What do I do? Holy crap. What's, you know, are we, are we done for it? What's going on? After that week where you start to realize what's going on, you're going, okay, I'm done with the holy crap. It's time to move on. 
And now you're like, huh, I'm getting paid by the government and I'm at home. You know what I mean? Oh, like, all right. Out. I don't know if that's my end. Can you hear me? Yeah. Ah, oh, sorry. My Bluetooth keeps randomly disconnecting. Hold on. I'm not sure what it's doing. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. There we go. So weird. I've never done that. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. So what I was saying was that you get into the pandemic the first week, you know, you're in panic mode. By the time you figure it out, what's going on, then you're in the second week. Now you're going, okay, I'm getting paid. Like the government's giving us money and we get to stay home. Maybe it's not enough, but you'll enjoy it for a while. And I'm willing to bet anybody who's watching or listening and who went, you know, remembers that time. I'm willing to bet by the first week of the second month, you were done with it. You were ready to go back to hell with this free money. I, I want to go do something. I am bored stiffless. Yeah. I'm tired of being in the same place, staring at the walls, listening to this yeah. fear mongering. I need to get out and get back to life. Yeah. So that yeah. three week right. vacation, as I'll call it, stop yes. being fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's the yeah. end, same as the no end one... result. You get that win. And after that joy, of when is gone now you're like i need to get out past this i'm done yeah yeah so. well it's okay our brains are so funny that way because most of us not even consciously are imagining there's some point in the future we need to get to where everything in our life is perfect and we feel confident all the time satisfied all the time happy all the time and it's so interesting when people talk about happiness i don't like this talk of happiness because the the goal of ha being happy all the time happy doesn't exist without sad like it's not we, we we're always going to experience all the emotions no matter where we are in life so thinking that we're just going to have different problems <laughs> right. right depending on where we are so like thinking that we need to get to this place where everything is perfect and i'm perfect is an impossible goal. We're never going to get there. So we might as well just enjoy this journey of the problems we have now and roll with that and the moments of joy that we have now and roll with that and know that that is never going to change. We're always going to have that roller coaster when it comes to how we Yeah, feel. absolutely. Now, look, look, we'll even take it. Take a car. When people go out there and they buy a car, you can tell me whatever car you just bought and I'm going to say, oh, that's a piece of junk. And your answer is going to be, it's my new car. I love it. And you're mm. sitting there going, like, but I just said it was a piece of junk. There's no convincing you. People get their car. They love it in the beginning. First year, they're going, it's great. It's new. You know, I got a park on the other side of the parking lot where there's no cars because, you know, somebody might open their door into mine. Um, and you know what? All got to keep it clean. No eating in the car. No drinking in the car. And uh, that lasts about a year. By year two, I don't have time to sit down. So we'll take the, we'll take the coffees to go. We're eating in the car. Crumbs are going everywhere. All of a sudden you're parking at the front of the shopping mall, no longer in the back. Um, and you're hoping somebody doesn't hit you. You still care, but you're hoping come year seven, you find one parking spot. That's so close that you're bound to hit the car beside you when you open the door, but it's the only parking spot. I don't give a shit. It's eight, nine years old, whatever. I don't care. I'm going to park there. It's an old car. It's a piece of junk. And uh, I just need to go grab what I need to grab. So how did you go from, I got to park so far away and I'll walk 10 minutes. So nobody parks near me to I'm fitting into a spot that I barely get out of that. I know I'm going to get hit. And because mm -hmm. it's a piece of junk, it's the same vehicle. And it's not mm -hmm. like you're saying, okay, the vehicle is old. It's worn out. And I want to go buy the same vehicle. Most people, they buy that vehicle. It's great. By the end of it, they never want to see another vehicle like that. They have to buy a different model. Why? Yeah. Because it's a sense of pride and accomplishment when we get it. Then when we become used to it, it's part of your everyday. Now, yeah. our, we are programmed and wired to look for progress. So what ends up happening is seven, eight years, nine years, whatever it is, the progress of getting that car has been worn out. We're after the next thing. So we got to go what we believe is mm -hmm. that next level. Mm -hmm. We don't want to go back. We want to go mm -hmm. up. So yeah. that's why we've written it off. And it's the same thing with everything we do. If our accomplishment mm -hmm. is to make 100 grand a year 
Now, reality is most people could live off of a hundred grand if, and live within their means and still have a general, you know, general satisfying life. The reality is when you get, you know, when you're making 20 grand, 30 grand, a hundred grand, oh my God, that's a dream. If I got to a hundred grand, I'd be happy. When this yeah. happens, I'd be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you get there and all of a sudden, oh my God, I don't know how people do it. I can't keep up. How did that happen? You're going to be, you know, a year ago, you said you were going to be happy. You're not happy now. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like, uh, and it's like this he is the human fallacy of thinking happiness lies in the future. And unless we become really aware of that and conscious of it, we'll just keep chasing those unicorns and yes. thinking that someday we'll feel like we've arrived. But but when we really sit and think about it and talk about it, we know that consciously. We know, oh yeah, no, that's not how it works. But our subconscious brain is just making us go that way. Uh, yeah, so exactly. that's when it's like, when you recognize that though, it's then you're like, okay, yeah, I can just enjoy, hopefully, like recognizing that helps to enjoy just more where you are. Like what are the joys in your life now? And what are the challenges? Right. Starts with what challenges gratitude. you want to change and what are your, the, the new challenges going to be? <laughs> right. But again, it starts with gratitude. You, if you start off your day and anything you do with gratitude and being thankful for what you have, you can only build up from there. Mm. So you have a gratitude practice every day, every day. Yeah. I have bad moments and I think everybody in the world has bad moments, but I always try to remember everything I'm grateful for mm -hmm. so that I know that sometimes things may look bad, but they're not as bad as they really seem. Yeah. 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 Cause you can like travel to another country where they don't have toilets and it's just like a little like a uh, hole in the ground. And yeah. you're like, my head's at what is happening. Um, <laughs> So, and then you can, you could think to yourself, okay, I am never going to take for granted toilets again. Yeah. 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 I get it. I, get <laughs> I think it. I heard someone else use this example once. Um, I just, um, but I thought it was so good and it, you get home and then you start using your toilet a couple days later, you totally forget about how grateful you were for that toilet we habituate to things absolutely you know how many times people complain and say oh my rent is too expensive my mortgage is too expensive the house i have is too expensive oh uh, i'm paying too much taxes and i'm willing to tell you that if you took a ride downtown in the middle of winter and you see a bunch of blankets on the floor that's because that's somebody who doesn't have a house is lying underneath those blankets and trying to keep warm in the snow while you're sitting in mm. your overpriced home um mm. i'm willing to bet when you come home you're going to feel a lot better about where you are. And yes. likewise, if you're complaining about everything else that goes wrong, go through sick kids hospital, go through uh, the cancer ward summer, princess Margaret, as an example, you go through the cancer ward, mm -hmm. watch how many people out there wish they, uh, you know, yeah. had the problem. Cause you, you know, you're checking in a day late. Yeah. Cause that's, yes. you know, and no I don't matter. know about you, if you've ever had like a personal, I don't know, like issue or health issue that's like removed you from, the normal functioning of the world. I know I have, I had really bad insomnia for like so severe. I'd go with five nights in a row without sleeping. Like I couldn't function in the world for a couple years. And I remember just the whole world feeling like it was speeding past me and like almost feeling forgotten about by friends and um, thinking, you know, I will never take sleep for granted again. Now I sleep well every night pretty much. And I am so grateful, <laughs> like pretty much every day that I wake up and I've slept and it's, there is, there is so much to, you're absolutely right. Like there's so much to be grateful for, especially where we live. Yes. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I, yeah. I so I love that you do that. I don't have an active gratitude practice, but I was just thinking about it. I'm like every night when I go into bed. I'm like, I'm grateful for my bed because it's so comfy. <laughs> yeah, and absolutely. Every morning I wake up when I've slept, I'm happy that I slept. See, there you go, right? And we have the freedom of choice. That's one thing we have here. 
Yeah. Right. You and again, you that's where happiness starts. Focus on. Yeah. You choose yeah. to be happy. I don't believe that something can make you happy. I believe you have to choose it and want it. You can focus. You can be the victim, or you can be the the hero or survivor, whichever way you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's really just a choice on how you look at it. It's perspective. Now I'm into the big whole personal development stuff, so I'll give you a quote that I got from Dr. Wayne W. Dyer. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Mm-hmm. And where that is, that you see the same thing, and based on your perspective, is whether you see it as a positive or negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most problems don't exist in reality. They're existing in our mind. Like most of our problems, we can't hold up in the court of law and be like, this is a problem. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So let me ask you a final question before I go into what I call the lightning round. Oh, and I don't think I got to the end of one of your podcasts. I don't know what the lightning round is. Ah, I'll get into that, but we'll get into this question first. It's just a fun questions. Just, just fun. uh, It's just fun questions about yourself kind of thing. But yeah. So my last question is, how do you know you've had a successful day? Hmm. Good question. I would say I've done the things that I intended to do. (laughs) Every day I write out a list of the things I want to do or I have it in my calendar. So did I do the things that I committed to doing? That's a good answer. Fantastic. So now we're going to get into the lightning round. It's just fun questions like the first one, which is what's your favorite food? Burritos. Interesting. That's the first time I've heard that one. I like them too, for the record. What's Um, the most common one you get for that? Pizza. uh, Pizza, pasta, Italian food, Chinese. Mm. Um, Sometimes people don't get in, you know, detailed. It's just a type of food. Where sometimes you get into detail, but the detail tends to be mm. pasta or pizza, right? Or Chinese food is, well, that's not really detailed because if you said the noodles, it would be. But yeah, yeah so <laughs> okay. that was real specific. Love it. Um, second thing is your favorite vacation spot. Sileo, Mexico. Interesting. Is that where you are now or is? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Have you been there more than once or is this the first time? Yeah. Yeah, this is my second time. I've been here since mid-February. Fantastic. How did you mm-hmm. discover it? I follow, there actually was an old business coach of mine who would go to Sayulita sometimes. And I knew she went there by herself. So I was like, oh, that's, and I talked to her about it. And she told me a bit about it. And it's super safe and easy to meet people and really lovely culture and feel so yeah nice um favorite podcast besides yours everyone says that probably right (laughs) (laughs) uh oh what do i love right now okay um if you asked me a month ago i would have said sam harris's podcast but i've started listening to almost every day now brooke castillo's the life coach school podcast Right. Okay. I've heard of that one. I've never listened to it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. It's so good to help with um, mindset stuff. And like, I learned so much from her Then I can use that with my clients. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Um, next one is going to be um, favorite uh, TV show or movie. I don't have one. Okay. I don't watch Movies or TV shows more than once. Oh, actually, probably. No, that's not true. The Emperor's New Groove. The which? The Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> nice. I've now, watched that one a lot. Awesome. Favorite uh, type of music or artist? I like too much. Um, ah. <laughs> I I really don't like that question. I never know uh, how to answer it. I never know how to move answer on, it. Move on. <laughs> I like so much stuff. Okay. I get it. I get it. Now, last question. 
second last question what's your favorite activity hobby you know if you can do something day in day out for fun what would it be playing squash playing oh i love squash yeah i, I absolutely squash love Mexico, that though, but it's oh i like get in the zone i lose track of time I am the same way. I used to play it, no word of a lie, like four hours a day. What? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Sometimes I would use it. I could do that. I could do that too. Yeah, Yeah. it is so awesome. Right? Like, and I'm very competitive. Are you left or right handed? Uh, Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm very competitive. Like a virtual squash game sometime. There we go. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome and the final question and probably the most important question where do people find you my find me, find me on my instagram uh it's at rebecca <laughs> who knows it's it's at rebecca stage. something <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my Instagram handle. Uh, okay, my website, Re- RebeccaBeaton.com. Fantastic. My website, I have a free mini course that you can sign up for uh, called, it's a three-day clear the way to your dream career uh, that you can sign up for on the homepage of my website. Fantastic. Awesome. I want to say thank you for being on the podcast. It's been a real joy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was really fun. You're yeah, absolutely. I love it. Fun to talk to. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. If you like what you saw and you want to see more, subscribe to the link below.